Hello. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hi. How are you? Good. What's up? What up, Bay? What you working on up there? Way up there. Just chilling. Mm. Kicking it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kicking it just with the one leg. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Save the other one for Elijah. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna give him a piece of my foot. Chair is uh is open. They would open the door too. Yeah. They would have a cup. They would have a chair, and they would open the door. Do you eat the bitter herbs, or you just look at them? I eat everything. Eat every whole thing. The chair. Yeah, everything you got. Whatever you got. Really? Yeah, now, you dip that... the herbs and eat them. You have to eat them. What do you dip them in? Salt? The salt water. For the, bit, water. For the tears. Bitter, bitter herbs and oh. the, the tears. It's a little, little bit on the nose, not to be ping pong. <laughs> well, it's from a long time ago. And yeah. And people would miss the subtlety if you weren't, you know, hit them in the face with it, so to speak. <laughs> you know, so much of, of religion and spirituality is based on analogy. You could probably have a lot of fun with that. You know, make it very, very literal. I believe it would look a little something like this. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, no, it's, is it? Were you doing a seder or something? Hmm? Did you just do a seder? <laughs> seder? I barely even know her. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened That's to the show? Stupid. Mother? That's stupid, Dan. It is. I know it is. I've it been really sleeping is. well, which is good. I can hear it in your voice that you have. No, you can't. No, I can. Yeah, you can't. I can. Yeah. The cat's warming up to us. That's nice. She's getting warmer all the time. Yeah. I'll send you a photo. She does a, she does a new thing where she get, when she gets very relaxed, uh-huh. she lays down, she curls up in a ball, and then she turns her head upside down. And it's pretty, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. Just send it to you. Pretty cute. Oh, there it is. <sighs> I do not have much prepared at all. This is the, these are my favorite ones. Really? You think you could go anywhere, Bay? No, you go. Oh, that is very cute. Look at that head. Look at that head upside down. Yes. Isn't she hideous? No, she's cute. Yeah. I like that. It looks like there's a number of collars. Uh, I got mixed feelings about the collar. Is it one or is it more than one? It's just one. It's an Hermes. Looks like little cupcakes on it. uh, They bought it at a Petco where you could make a little custom uh, license plate Um, for it. It's not super well made and the tag doesn't hang, hang free also it has a bell on it and I don't feel good about that because I think about like how would I how would I feel if someone hung a bell on me it might be just a tad demoralizing it would it's it's got levels to it Are, is the bell to prevent the cat from catching birds um I'm not even sure why. It's one of those, it's again, it's part of the conventional wisdom of American life that mostly came to me through cartoons. Okay. Like how you run through a wall and it leaves a shape behind. <laughs> right? Yeah, with your arms outstretched in the if position you're, you're, you were running through. If, yeah. you're, if you're hungry enough, you look at somebody else and what? <laughs> they look like food. Now the little picture appears over their head of a hamburger. Or, they or maybe big, they turn into a chicken leg. They literally turn into a pork chop. Yeah. Not at Seder though. And so, uh, I don't know why my wife, we finally, you know, we're, we're making inroads with the cat all the time, but, uh, let me see here. Can you see? Let me look here. Oh, you can't really see her toe beans. She has cute toe beans. Um, we, um, put the collar on the cat because if the cat gets out, which she won't, I mean, she doesn't even like going near the steps, but still as a precaution, she's not, she's not an ambitious cat. All right. I would not, I would not suffer an ambitious cat in my house. Um, but it rings and we hear her and I, it just seems really, it just seems like an act of dominance to put a bell on something. I mean, on a shirt, a bell can be very handsome, 
But putting it on a cat is pretty presumptuous because she can't take it off. You're like, here, here's a bell. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? It's a thing you wear now. <laughs> like someone, you know, and I mean, I, like in prison, I guess you deal with this, but like in just your regular life, if someone came and put something on you, you just couldn't take off. You think about it. That's a really good point. I'm trying to think of things like that. I guess somebody could tat you up. You get the scarlet letter. Uh-huh. If you're Hester Prynne, you got to wear the scarlet letter on your blouse. Uh, there's the old man at the wedding who has to wear it. He had an albatross around his neck because uh-huh. he killed an albatross. No spoilers. You got a cat with a bell. Are there other kinds of things that you can force people to wear? School uniforms? Does that count? No, because you can take them off. You're allowed to take them off. Your cat cannot remove this, not, not by precedent or because the cat wants to live in a certain town. Right. But like physically can't get it off. And then when I was a kid, they used to have these breakaway collars because they, I guess they were worried that your cat would hang itself on a branch or something. Oh, sure. You know, so they would have breakaway collars. Then they seemed to stop selling. But the the main memory that I have is of a, there was this particular kind of flea collar that was out in the 1970s. And I'm Googling for it right now. Like you're thinking of, are you thinking of the hearts or it's the, the white strip? Yeah, it was. I think it was hearts and it was, it was made of this. Rubbery. Of, yeah. And it was yeah. almost like it, as it got older and not much older, but just a, f- a few you know weeks even. And it would, it would get this almost chalkiness to it. And it was very, it would become brittle and it smelled. I mean, it was a, an <laughs> insecticide and it smelled like insecticide. Mm. Do you remember that? Did you oh, have, of course I do. Yeah. What I remember is you get it. It's coiled up in a little flat box right. from Hearts brand. You take it out and I think you do, you know, there's a lot of products that involve a flourish. I think the flourish of this is you go snap and that activates the collar. That activates the hearts in, in the collar and then you put it on. You know, it's like yeah. Jiffy Pop. You know, yeah. there's a reveal. You know what I mean? I think part of that is you give it a snap and that's part of the Hearts brand and then you put it on. And it had a real cheap like a, like a, like a belt buckle kind of thing. It wasn't even a belt buckle with holes. It was like right. you thread it through this little, uh, like, little, like a fishing lure kind of thing Yeah, and, but, and snap it on with these little pointy parts. But it didn't, it, it did not have the capacity to have any kind of tag or anything on it. So you would, oh, the cat was walking around with two collars. That's what made me think of it because it, oh, for a I sec, it looked like yours had two collars going. That's a really good point. I don't know a lot about moroseness in cats. I heard on NPR the cat Moroseness suicides are up. Or, or morbidity? Morbidity, mortality. Cat suicides are up something like 24% since 1991. So a breakaway collar could be a good solution. Maybe you need your cat to be more ambitious. We have a kind of treatment where they put a drop on the cat. They drop a, a liquid between its shoulder blades. Advantage. Revolution. <laughs> okay. I like that. I like these names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's revolved yet. It spreads across the cat's whole body somehow. It's like a... Oh, Dan, I don't want to belabor this. The, the, the episode of Reconcilable Differences that comes out on Thursday has about a good 27 solid minutes of, of t- having taken my cat to the vet and now what that involves in my life. Oh, yeah. Because we've basically become a cat medical treatment center at our house. We're, yeah. like, we're like a cat mash. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is gen- very generous of you because you were one of the very, f- and I'm not saying this as a joke, you're one of the very few people in the world who are willing to get an adult cat as opposed to a kitten. And the first f- five, pl- maybe even 10 years of a cat's life is essentially they're, they're healthy, they're fine, they don't have any, any issues at all. And then once they start getting a little bit older, that's when they start getting, you know, getting a little uh, problem here and there. 
Thank you for saying that. I'm a lot like an old man in a wedding wearing a bird. I have a story to tell. It's going to take a while and it might be. What is that a reference to? Really? I'm not remembering it. The rhyme of the ancient mariner. Uh, That and he was at a wedding? Well, that's how it starts. That's the conceit. It's the framing device. It begins in media res. I haven't probably read that since sophomore to junior year of high school. I think Samuel, I think Coleridge was a drug addict, so I can't say. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner relates the experiences of a sailor who has returned from a long sea voyage. The Mariner stops a man who's on the way to a wedding ceremony and begins to narrate a story. Yeah. And the thing is, an albatross is bigger than you think. An albatross is big. Like, you, big if you had to span. wear, if you had to wear an albatross, oh my goodness, look at this statue. What's the best place to send you something? Uh, where you are, yeah, where, where you sent the cat. Oh my goodness, look at that. I would not want to have to wear an albatross. It's a seabird. You know, seabirds are generally very large. It's one of their performance characteristics. Doesn't it decay eventually and fall off the chain or whatever? Mm-hmm. Everything dies. Every glass is just temporarily unbroken. This guy, he's wearing his albatross and he kind of ha- has to carry it around. He's got like a noose tied to an albatross. And he's you can't carry put it. a I shirt on? I don't know. What, I mean, what's so hard? You put on a shirt. Put on, put on a shirt. You can have a button-up shirt. You can bring it around your noose. And he's got, he's got a nice six-pack going, so maybe that's why. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. Good beard. So is this Tinder the one where you where you slide over people? Yeah, you swipe one? right or you swipe left. Based you swipe. On you swipe something. right. So swipe left. So what? I'm, which is the one where you keep? Which is the keeping? The right or left? Grinder. Looking for meat. Um, he doesn't look happy about it. He's he's got it looks like kind of an old belt. He's got no shoes, and he's got a, he's got to carry this albatross. And I assume the albatross is dead. Now, if the albatross were living. That would make things a good deal more interesting yeah. <laughs> if you had to carry a living bird all the Where time. Where is this photo from? Did you take that's a, this? That's a very good question. Yeah, I did. I did. Most of the photos on Wikipedia are, are, are me. Uh, a statue of <laughs> like, the ancient... I don't know what, where it's from. It's statue. just in my chat window. I don't Stat- know if it's from Wikipedia. <laughs> statue. Statue of the ancient mariner with the albatross around his neck at <laughs> Watchet, Somerset, which sounds English. Yeah. Somerset. Watch it. It's a harbor town, a civil parish, an electoral ward in the English county of Somerset. Watch it. Population? 3785. Not including the albatross. Not anymore. Not anymore, buddy. The decedent, they call him. So, I got a story to tell, you know, but I don't have anything really prepared. We got some follow-up from people. Um, uh, I, I honestly do not have much to talk about, but I'm open for anything. Am I, am I supposed to ask you why you haven't taken a day off in a year? I just realized it's been about a year since I took a day off. Why? It's bad. And people are like, that's nothing to brag about. I'm like, I know I'm not bragging. How, how could you not take a day off in a year? I mean, I don't know how it happens. I've just been super busy. This has been a killer year. But no, we don't have to talk about it. I got an, I got an Echo Dot. But, hmm. all right. Talk about I mean, that. Why, why do you say something like that if you don't want people to remark on it? It was more, for, you know, I, I should have deleted it. It was more for me. Yeah. Because I use Twitter sometimes to, for like a chronology. Right on the edge. You don't yeah. know what comes next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes take, it's more you know, for me. You should maybe, maybe take a day off. Your, your family might like that too. I mean, I, I, I don't count weekends as, I'm talking about like, I'm not going to work on this day that I would otherwise normally be working. So I don't include right. Christmas in that. Or, you, you don't take a personal day personal day i love the notion of the personal day once a week or can we have every day be a personal day <laughs> i don't want an impersonal day i'm gonna yeah. take an impersonal day well you know anyway i hope everything's okay hope yeah. you you know get some time off we'll see <laughs> okay <laughs> jeez 
You're next thing you know, you're gonna be posting pictures of Virginia Woolf on your Facebook. Yeah. 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 We'll That's see. That's a sad ending. That's a sad ending. You know. Oh, I, I have some follow up for you. Yeah, you there. I saw uh Civil War with oh, my good. son over the weekend. Let's avoid spoilers, but did, did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it, and the one thing that I, I wanted to comment on, and this is not a spoiler at all, is and for those who don't follow along to the show. Maybe this is their first time listening. Flintstones. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm a lifelong Spider-Man fan. It's always been my favorite superhero in any comic anywhere. Batman, close second, but Spider-Man's been number one. And I was, I was a fan of the first uh, one, two uh, movies of Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man. I think the second one is very good. I like the, one, the first one's good, but the, I think the second one's really, really quite good. I, I agree. And uh, I was not that big of a fan of the Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, uh, or Spider-Man, those uh, movies at all. Yeah. I feel like they got everything wrong. They got Peter Parker wrong, and they got Spider-Man wrong, and they got the whole universe wrong, really. So it was really it was a very different take. It felt like they were trying, I mean, and who knows, but it felt like they were really trying to update it for the kids. Like to get to get young people excited about you know Andrew Andrew Garfield was good I mean the performances were good it was all fine but it wasn't it didn't I I hope I'm throwing you a softball here it didn't really capture the spirit of right. what we love about nobody's really captured the spirit of Peter Parker that we love maybe until that movie yes and yes. And, and, and this is exactly what really struck me with it because I went in he's a kid he's he is, really really a kid he really is and I loved it and the personality was just right and he was again I'm not gonna not gonna do anything but he was newly Spider-Man he's not been Spider-Man <laughs> for many years he's not a pro this is he's going on what is essentially his first real adventure especially that with other uh, with other true experienced superheroes People who've actually had fights with big bads. Right. And yeah. the way that they introduced it, and T Tom Holland is his name, right? I'm not I'm not sure. The guy that plays him. Uh, and he's, I just felt that- He's he, like squeaky, squeaky voice yes, and he's insecure. He and he's absolutely the Peter Parker. nails it. They even work in a line about, is there going to be any money in this? Like one of the classic, yep. at least in the modern age, one of the classic Peter Parker, anytime somebody goes to Peter- like Cap goes, one, I should have sent you this panel. I love that panel where Cap's like, look, we're getting the Avengers back together and we could really use your help. And he's like, is there going to be money in this? He goes, sorry, son, there's no money in this. Right. Or, or Tony's like, no, 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 there's less than no money. I'm funding this myself. Right. You're just like, all right, I guess that's the way it always is. It, it was great. And it, his his personality as both Peter and Spider-Man was there. I, I, I have to tell you, Peter Parker has never, with with a few exceptions when he was full-on, like, depressed, he is not a brooding, emo, loner kid. He's, like, a full-on... He's, he's the definition of a geek or a nerd. He's somebody who... Maybe he doesn't fit in perfectly, but that's not what the story is about, per se. Mm -hmm. The story is about him getting these crazy powers and figuring out how to use them in his place in the world and... You know, the things that make us all different, I think we can associate with a character who's struggling with being different. Yes, that's all a big part of it. But that kind of youthfulness and, uh, the, you know, while he, he always, Spider-Man always wisecracks when he's in a fight. He always, you know, he, he, he is operating at a different level. And 
I also thought it, it not only did they correctly portray him as Peter Parker, but they did an excellent job of him as Spider-Man with just the right amount of uh, of of little jokes and and uh, cracking wise and they but also na- naivete. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. My, one of my favorite lines, not the funniest line in the movie, but one of my favorite lines, Mr. Stark said you'd say that. <laughs> That's right. Remember, he said to go for your legs. Yeah. And here he is, uh, you know, holding his own power wise. And this was something that, again, for the first time, I feel in any Spider-Man movie ever or TV show or anything they actually nailed his power spot on with one exception to uh, to the comics. And it was it was just spot on. They've got his speed. They've got his agility. They've he's absolutely fast. You he's don't always very get that. fast. I mean, that's that, what you get in this and the way that they shoot it is that you you well because if there's anything he lacks, it's the experience of being in a big fight. Right. And he doesn't recover probably as quickly as the others because you know he's he's new to this. But right. the blinding speed because they don't have to call out the whole spider sense thing. They right. don't have to like go oh and you know b b b and you see little wavy lines coming out. Right. But like if you enjoy Spider Man, you know that one of the things is that he he is ridiculously fast. He's strong. He's very strong. Very but, strong. But he's crazy fast. And he can sense when he needs to make an adjustment unconsciously. Right, right. And here's which some, enables him to just like move through spaces in like an uncanny way. Yeah, and and one of the things again, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but and maybe we can in the after dark if we want. But he, uh, it, there is multiple times when he's demonstrating his strength, where they really get it right. In the comics, he can lift a car. In this movie, he could lift a car. You know what I mean? But, but it's hard. It's hard, but he can do it. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil the one thing, but you remember uh, yeah. when he's yeah. fighting the one out. guy with the augmentation? And it he's very, very strong, and this poses no threat to him. And, and he's hit a lot, and he bumps into things a lot, and he's fine. And anyway... For me, this was something, and I was so worried about the costume. Like, the costume, the eyes look wrong. The eyes were great. The eyes were perfect. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it was such a, it was a fun movie. The movie went on for a really long time, though, Merlin. Su- well, I said it. It's super long. Yeah. Can, can I mention one thing? I don't, I don't, you can cut this out if it's a spoiler. I don't think it is. But, I don't want to come. I'm cutting anything out. <clears throat> but somebody pointed this out through a series of just on Tumblr, and it didn't really occur to me until they pointed it out, but... When he's fighting that person with the augmentation, that person is uh, what brainwashed. They, yes, they, he, that he does not have control of his faculties. Right. So he hits him with his augmentation, and Spidey, you know, defends in a very kind of jo- jokey way. But the thing is, think about it. That guy's got another arm, and I'm just quoting somebody from Tumblr here. But he could. That guy could have totally hit Spider Man. Yeah. But he, I, I love this theory. But he hears, I'll say it, Bucky hears his voice and Bucky realizes it's a kid. Right. And that's when he starts kind of shaking out of his stupor. I love that theory. I, I had not considered that. Because Bucky, Bucky could totally take him out. Are you kidding me? Or at least, you know, greatly suppress his ability to do anything. But it was, you know what I mean about the whole airport scene? You know what I was talking about? Yes, it's yes, like, yes, it's, yes. And it's so, it's so funny. Just what two, the two guys laying on the floor yep. eat, and he goes, I hate you. <laughs> Another thing I thought was great. Yeah, that was great. Another thing I thought was great was that like Spider-Man does not overuse his webs at all. And in every other movie, it's web, 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 web. In this one, he used them in the comics. He's not always just using webs all the time. He uses them when he needs to use them. 
He's got, he can't use all his stuff. Yeah. He's he got a limited order. amount of stuff. Yeah. And like yeah, any also, man. Yeah, absolutely. You got to drink water. Mm-hmm. I also love, I, I've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm really interested in the, the people who have primarily have defensive skills, but I'm also just interested. One thing this movie kind of gets, you know, okay, here's one thing. Oh, and Hawkeye great. was great in this. I just got to say. So, oh God, so good. And Ant-Man, <laughs> Ant-Man, I, of all, I asked my, oh my God, I asked my son afterwards, he's seen the Ant-Man and everything. And I, I said, I said, who was your, who was your favorite in the movie? Who was your favorite hero? And he says, hmm, Ant-Man. And but I, was like, I did really? not know that what he did. I did not know what he was going to do. <laughs> Neither and did happened, I. I was shrieking. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. Uh, okay, I could do with a little. I don't know what it's called. I'm going to call it the Iron Man landing. But when somebody lands in a superhero movie and they do that little like crouch with uh-huh. two legs and then one hand on the yeah. ground, yeah, they really overdid that in this. It happened a little a lot. bit, little bit too much of that kind of landing. But I, I have an, just, I have a theory. But you do, yes. All I was going to say was like, I always appreciate the, how you depict defensive powers, which can be a kind of offensive power, but like, you know, Scarlet Witch, a lot of what she does is to stop people from hurting other people. Right. Essentially. I mean, she's got the power to like, she, she is and uses offensive powers, the power that she has. But a lot of what she does is to keep this from happening, to keep that sure, power, shields cause and- enough of a distraction that this person is not going to cause damage for a while. I think that's, that's the kind of like, Super interesting superhero power that like I really appreciate when it's done well because I love those kinds of characters. I mean, how much you know you can only take so much of Thor like hitting things and making things explode and lightning bolts and like you know that's fun. Thor's fun in his way, but you know but I did not miss Thor in this movie. I did not miss the Hulk in this movie. Right? Yeah. I mean, if they'd had the Hulk in this, I mean, you don't need to read a lot about this movie to know how much of it I'm, I'm not bagging on cgi but how much of it is pure cgi yeah. like that you know that airport didn't exist oh, it was like a sound stage no 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 it wasn't even a sound stage that was a completely cgi they shot that on a green screen the entire thing was shot on a sound stage with a green screen in atlanta wow the airport was totally cgi Pretty and I, cool. didn't, I didn't even know that but you know but several of the characters black panther um Iron Man when he's in the uniform, Rhodey in the uniform, you know, like basically half the cast is like pure CGI. I mean, it's so pretty impressive the, when you think the Hulk about it. To the, oh, it's incredibly impressive. And I'm not, I'm not bagging. I'm just saying like, you know, at a certain point, I mean, I think Spider-Man, yeah, I mean like, you know, when he's doing his stuff, that's pure CGI. But I, I just, I thought it was a delightful movie. It was long, but uh, I really did like it a lot. And I also liked it, you know, I liked the ending. It, you know, I, no, I like that too. I don't say anything more about it, but because one thing, who- one thing I will say because I know that other people who are listening also are Spider-Man fans, and I have to, I have to mention. Oh, the one thing, the one thing, okay. and that is the Spider Sense. Now, the Spider Sense, if you if you kept it the way that it was in the comics, it would make movies, especially fighting movies, much less interesting. Be and we've talked about this, I believe, before. And that is Spider-Man's Spider-Sense, which is not as good as Silk's, but it is so good that it is almost virtually impossible for him to be hit or Much surprised. Like an 
Yeah. Why is it you can't hit a fly? Well, we now know it's because it feels the air moving when you're going to slap it. Right. But it seems uncanny that it's so difficult to catch an insect. It's, you should just be able to smash it, but right. it seems to know what you're going to do before mm-hmm. you do before it. Before you do it. And his spider sense is so strong that even while, and this is canon, even if he's unconscious, his body will instinctively move out of the way even to preserve him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So like, but like it would be, 100,000% for or, or impossible for the most highly skilled trained natural human you know pick your fastest martial artist whoever could not even get close to hitting him couldn't even couldn't even land a punch even if spider-man was just asleep when and starting to wake up out you know what i mean like there's no heat they couldn't do it they say most superpowered uh people could probably not even hit him. And that includes shooting, you know, Hawkeye shooting an arrow at him. He could not only dodge it, but he would dodge it instinctively without thinking, without trying and be able to catch it if he wanted to. So that would make any combat scene that he was in pretty boring, pretty quick. It doesn't mean he can't be hit. He can be distracted. Other things can happen. But in, in just a regular fighting situation, he, he couldn't be. So that was the one thing I, I just have to mention. But they, the, I think they did a good enough job making it obvious how fast he was and how agile he was uh, that they, they took it just to the point where any more and it would have been like, oh, well, he's like invincible. No one can dodge him. But what was interesting right. is in that group of heroes there and, and you've got maybe with Iron Man as the exception – because in the suit, he can do a whole lot of things, you know, including Captain America, Scarlet Witch, these other folks, they don't have the kind of powers that Spider-Man has. And they just got the feeling of Spider-Man right. The fact that these things that he does, the strength, the agility, the spider sense, the webs, all of these things are very, very, very natural to him because he's, he's an altered human, essentially, is the, is the term that they use in the Marvel Universe, I think. he's. Um, it's, he's not a mutant, but he has these powers and these powers are part of him. Captain America is the height of phys- of human capabilities because of the super soldier serum. So he's, he's the strongest a human could be. He's the fastest a human could be. He doesn't build up the, what is the chemical that your body produces, lactic acid or whatever that makes you fatigue. He doesn't like, he doesn't fatigue easily all of these, but he is still a, a regular human being. Spider-Man is truly a superpowered individual and he couldn't pick up Thor's hammer. He couldn't, you know, he could, he, he, the Hulk could probably kill him pretty easily, but like he's, he's unique in that he's very, very smart and young and has these insane powers. So it's, it's really interesting for me to see him interacting with these heroes, especially because they've only been able to put Spider-Man in these movies starting now. So we have this whole kind of world that he has not been a part of. And they explain why in the movie, I thought a very nice way, but like he hasn't been there. He has not been there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so now he's, he's here and you get to see this very different kind of character and very different kind of hero interacting with these, essentially these old guys, you know, (laughs) uh, I just really liked it. I thought it worked. Oh, I, I I totally agree, and it's it's I think it's cool that I don't know how to put this, but I I want to give lots of credit to to the folks who made that because even though 
most people going to these movies know the origin stories and they know that this and they know that that and they know the personal turmoil. There's always, it's always feels like there's such a need to like remind us about what this person's past is. Right. And you know, you need some of that. I mean, even I want some of that. I want a reminder of like why, you know, you, you got to tell people why Bucky's important, you know, like yes. that, that's, that's something that you got to do in the movie. But off the top of my head, it feels like there was a, a very efficient minimum of, as you know, Bob, kinds of explanations <laughs> right you know the as you know bob meme of like well as you know bob it takes us 22 minutes to fire up the generator as you right, know bob right, we lost right. our captain it um and i feel like there was not an overabundance of that and that really suited it and second that like it's the thing is i don't think i hope that when people go to a movie they can accept that it's not going to be exactly 616 it's not going to be exactly um um, ultimates. It's going to be this particular universe. It's how it is. And like, I'm okay with them changing some stuff around, and especially yeah. when it makes total sense. Right. Like in the case of the Wolverine movies, there's not that much in there that was that useful to me. <laughs> right. In terms I of totally like, there's agree. so much like, oh my goodness, there's so much explaining and like, here's why this is this. But like with this, you know, the whole just him going and visiting Peter was a delight. And the way that he got incorporated was a delight. And like, is that exactly how it works in the comics? I don't think so. But like, it totally worked for the movie. And I, I, I you know, in a movie that's that bloated with characters and story and time, it's nice to see some economy where if you're going to have scenes like that, make it really pay. Make it, tell me something about the characters that either kind of highlights where they are right now or tells me something about where they're going. And I think they did a nice job with that. Highly, I totally highly agree. recommended. I, I think it's, you know, I, I, I'm not being that guy, but like, you know, a lot of times as I get older, I, you know, I'll, I'll, there's the experience that you have of watching the movie in the theater or watching it at home. Like whenever you see a movie for the first time, there's that sense of like what, what you thought while you were watching it, were you having fun? Did you like it? Were you engaged? All these kinds of things. Right. But to me, the, another test is like how much I think about it afterwards. After, right. Honestly. And I, for Pixar movies, that's become one of the biggest things for me. It's not just the wow factor of what's on the screen. It's how long did I how long did I keep thinking about something in that movie, a theme, a character, a song, whatever. And that's become not a test, but an interesting indication to me of how sticky something is. I was not finding myself. Ultron was good in its way, but I didn't find myself spending a lot of time like thinking about Ultron. Uh, Age of Ultron or laughing to myself about stuff in Ultron. Right. Whereas with this movie, I do think about it a lot still. Yeah, I was not a fan of Ultron either. It was really big, really, really big and bloated. Now, my son did, he did like it. He's eight. He liked the movie overall. It's, it's tough to know what he's really going to love. Like, he's obsessed with Futurama right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I had tried to get him into Futurama years ago, and he just did, well, I guess timing wasn't right. Yeah. Uh, but then he's gotten into it recently and really, really enjoys it. We, you know, it's on a lot, and I love Futurama. Like, I don't, I don't ever get bored of it. Mm-mm. So I was really excited to see him get into that, but he's way more into that than he was, like, in the movie. The movie was like, yeah, it was great, great, had a good time, loved it. He was like, cool. And and we talked about it a little since then, but I I think I liked it a lot more than he did. Maybe because uh-huh. there was talking in it, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Futurama is a lot of fun. Yeah, we had we had to curtail Futurama because it's got some even even more maybe than The Simpsons. I guess it's got some pretty grown up stuff in it. But I think the show's a delight. 
I love the characters on that show. That's what it comes down to in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, you'll go along with the story if you love the characters. Yeah. And I don't know. What do you, what do you say? I mean, I, I yeah, I, but I mean, I, I can highly recommend it. I'm not sure if I can say unreservedly, like, go see this, even if you don't like superhero movies. Right, I couldn't no. say that about this. I don't know how many movies I could say that about, but, uh, but I think as the like MCU goes, I think it's definitely one of their, one of their best ones. But see, I'm also weird. Here's the thing where I'm weird is I also like a lot of the movies that everybody sniffs at. I think Captain America, the first Captain America is one of the best MCU movies. I, in a weird way, I loved the first Thor movie. Mm -hmm. Like those are considered, I guess, kind of slight movies, but I, 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 we still watch Captain America every, what, couple months. And I still think it's triumphant as a story and like still stunning as a piece of like, of the tech technology and what you can do in a movie. So much so that before I knew who Chris Evans was, I thought Chris Evans was, um, oh my God, why am I not remembering Captain America's name? I thought he was Skinny Steve and that they bulked him up with CGI. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, how'd they make this skinny guy look so big? Right, for the whole movie. But like, I still watched that. We watched it, you know, again, having now having watched, having gone to see the new movie, we go back and watch Captain America again. But I'm still, I'm still stunned by what they do in that movie. If you go one. back and watch it, go back and watch the scenes like when he's in like the recruitment center. He's like a foot shorter and he probably weighs about 85 pounds. Yeah. And he's fighting out in the alley with his little short tie. I could do this all day. Oh, he says I could do this all day. Oh, it's so great. Because <laughs> he does it's a callback. I know. Why am I talking like Bill Cosby? It's a good movie. It's been a big week. It's yeah. been a huge week. We're now uh, well into, uh, into May. You know what I realized yesterday? Uh, I was uh, sous-veding something yesterday, mm -hmm. and I realized I got my sous-vide wand from the Innova company. Do you, do you remember when I got it? Because I do. I don't remember. I got it for Father's Day. Oh, nice. 2015. That means I've had it for just under a year. A year has gone by. Wow. So we've been, we've been doing this show for like five years. I think so. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Like in January, it was five years. I'm, no, I mean, who cares? I, Didn't uh, you just cross a, a milestone with uh, uh, with John? Whatever. Yeah. Wasn't it 200? Uh, God, I hate these things. It's, it's a big milestone. The you, whole thank, show is different. The reboot, I love it. I love the oh, reboot. It's so I love different. The, now we're having guests on. I love the guests. I love the, the music segment, especially. Speaking of which, I made... It's weird. I, one question I have is when you're doing yeah, the recipes, when you're going over yeah. the, the recipes uh, yeah. on the air... Um. Why is it that uh, you don't have any like pictures or anything? Because I'm I'm trying to as you guys cook, I'm really trying to like imagine. Don't you think it'd work better as a video? That's a really good. That's a really good question. Some things are recipes. Some things are methods. Right when we do our recipes, we uh -huh. do our we do our travel logs, our travel tips. Uh, sometimes we have in the green grocer to talk to us about uh, the best kinds of produce for this time of year. Right. We have our the, the we have a uh, Maury, the consumer reports guy who comes in with his his uh, Roderick on the line gotcha report. Right. That's always a good one. I mean, the overall thrust of the show still seems to be, you know, going back to the roots of the show, the farm oh, to table yes. style of living. Really just, just everything about you, your life, your health. We've got, uh, we've got Pam with weather and Jim with sports, uh, traffic on the sevens. We got it all. I mean, soup, soups and nuts. Literally yeah. we, we did a whole, we did a whole six week arc on, on soup and nuts, <laughs> uh, nuts and soup because kinds of soups you could make from nuts. Uh -huh. Used to be, I could name every kind of, kind of nut. Yeah. Um, King of Wakanda. I don't. Oh man, Wakanda. That's where they get the vibranium, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was good. I liked him. He was great. I didn't. I, that you know, 
that was a surprise seeing him in action and, and the cool things that he was doing. I, I wasn't, I thought he was going to have more of a bit role in it. Mm-hmm. And I really liked his role. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was good. I mean, you know, when you're bringing in new characters in a movie like this, you know, who was great in this was Don Cheadle. I thought he was terrific in this. He's always great. He's my roadie. Yeah, he's great. I didn't, I'm a little, I don't, you know, I don't give anything away, but yeah, I'm a little concerned. Oh yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's really, it would be nice to be pals with Tony Stark in a lot of ways. Because, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, good you can fix a lot of stuff reservations and- anywhere you want to go. You could, you could go in. Um, he's got the technology to do things. No pepper pots, though. I bet you were heartbroken. No, no pepper. No pepper, no pots. I, I'm a, I am a big pan, fan, pan. I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of pepper pots. Oh my goodness! Uh, and Ooh, but I mean, why? Why was that? Was it did she just not want to do? I bet any they couldn't more get movies? her for the movie. Yeah, yeah right. <sighs> I didn't really prepare anything. Yeah. Um, Dan, uh, did you want to tell me about something that you like? Sure, I can tell you about uh, Audible. Audible, I can hear that. You can. You'll listen. You'll tolerate the. Uh... No, no. Uh, Audible. I Audible. heard that. Oh, that I get it now. That's a freebie. We're just idea guys. They're going to have to run with, with that. that. Audible. Leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and, and infotainment. I'm going, I'm going to give them that hmm. on the internet. They have more than 250,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, newspapers, you name it. They have this amazing spoken word content. And... Now Audible has, I mean, Audible is one of these companies that they've been around for a very, very, very long time, a very long time to the point that they used to be like the single place in the universe that you could get this stuff. And they, they didn't, they never, they never rested. They didn't sit on their laurels. I still call them books on tape. That's books on tape. That's right. I know. Isn't that crazy? And now it's not just on tape. It's on your iPhone, on your iPad, on your Android device, on your Windows phone. And you download the books. One cool thing is when you download a book, like you buy it, it's yours. You keep it. And it's, it's always yours. And that's something that I think is really different about the way Audible works. You're not, you're not kind of renting it. It's, it's yours. You get to keep it. You can put it on whatever MP3 player you want. You put it on any device that you want. And what's really cool now is if you, uh, if you have a Kindle or you have a Kindle app on your device and you're listening to, uh, to an, an Audible book, let's say you're on a, my, the perfect analogy for this is like you listen to it on, on your way to work, on your way home from work. When you go that evening to continue, you want to continue, but you're like, you know what? I want to read this. You launch it in Kindle. You, you read it in Kindle, and it'll be synced up exactly where you stopped listening. No. Yes, they call this what? technology WhisperSync, and it, uh, it WhisperSync for voice, and it, it syncs it all up so that when you're like, oh, I'm on page 38 in the book, tomorrow morning when you get in your car to listen to it on your, uh, on your device you're using for Audible, It'll pick up on the exact same page where you. I think I'm misunderstanding this. You're telling me that, like, if you, I'm I'm not being, I don't mean to be silly here, but you're saying like you listen to a certain up to a certain point, and then if you open the the like the text of that, yeah, on your Kindle or your Kindle app. Oh my god, that's incredible. It's pretty cool. So you could like you get all the parts where they talk in Elf in one of those books. You could have them read the Elf (laughs) part to you, and then you get back when it's to the real book part. Yeah, you could. There's a lot of elf in those books. There, isn't there is, yes. And if you are like a Kindle Fire HD type person, then you can listen and read at the same time and it'll highlight the text as you read along with the narrator. So all of that's very cool. Uh, but they are offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership and you get a free 
audiobook. All free. It's yours. If you decide not to continue with the service, that's fine. The book is still yours. The URL to go to is Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, audible.com slash B2W. 250,000 audio programs on there. Download one. It's yours to keep. It's that easy. Audible.com slash B2W. Go check them out. Uh, uh, what? Uh, you got a book? Yes, I got okay, a book. What's you your book? You got, you got to do I did. I did. I said you got to pick a book, and then I Jeez, forgot to do it. Crackers. I'll you... edit this part out. No one. This Dan. show will never air. Hey, Dan. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hello. Go ahead. I'm caller. a leading podcast professional. Um, so um, is that did someone call you that? Because you mentioned that before. This is a new term that we're all using in the wake of the New York Times article. Ah. We will learn a lot about how podcasts work from leading podcasts. That's, that, that's people who, who, that's people who, uh, I assumed you were, serial. <laughs> I figured you were one of the, the elite who had been invited into that meeting. Right. Well, it's my understanding that an NDA means you just can't say who you are when you talk about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I talk so much about uh, middle out compression. <laughs> right. I sent you a photo of my daughter reading a book right here. This is a book my daughter got this weekend. Um, she and mom went and did a brownies thing and stopped by the bookstore. Oh, I love her vest or whatever that, uh, what is that? A, it's a sash, but it's pretty badass. I like it. Yeah, she, she looks like a teenager. Cute. Oh my gosh. Way, yeah, long ways. She's, she's, yeah, it's freaking me out. Oh, well, let me see a picture of her diving. What do you see this? Um, and so they went and they got this book. Uh, where's the diving picture? Um, okay, I guess I should finish one thought before I start another. It's a book called The Giver uh, by Lois Lowry. And um, it's, a, it's a YA um, dystopian book. And what's the great line my wife texted me? Ellie read the inside jacket of this book and said, quote, I've been fantasizing about a world like this. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty famous. I think it won like a Newbery Award maybe. But uh, yeah, The Giver by Lois Lowry, available on Audible. I just started reading it. My daughter and I are about the same place in the book. I just started reading it. Um, the, the bookie book version and my daughter's reading the bookie book, but that's, you know, if you have a kid, they say it's for eight to 10 year olds, uh, dystopian book, the giver. I think my kid might like that. I'll have Dan, to I, this I, one. I put that into uh, show notes. Could you tell people where to find show notes for this episode? Sure thing. You can go to five by five dot TV slash B two W that's B as in brothers two is in the number or numeral slash two seventy or did yeah. Or slash two seven two. Two seven two. I don't know if your daughter's the same as my son, but yes, th- any book that has some kind of gold seal emblem embossed on it that is, shows that it has won an award, I, that is. There's very few ways that you can get more credibility as being a, for being a good book than that. I think yes, and I think. Can the Cannes Film Festival having those little fern leaves around? Like, <laughs> yeah. Now you go and you see all of her posters everywhere. You see what looks like a like featured at the Cannes Film Festival, and it's not. It's like you know at Bob's house on Friday. This movie was featured, but yeah, no the um the uh, those are the, those are usually good books. You get the Newberry. You get the uh, what's the other one? You get the other one. What's the other one? I don't know. The other award, the big Pul- award, Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize, Dynamite. Um. I sent you a picture of my daughter last night at swimming, learning how to dive. Look at that. Oh she's my diving. gosh. Diving yeah. is tough. Diving is tough. She smacked her face a few times, but she's doing it. Look at that. I like yeah. the girl's hat, TNT. Look at her, huh? She's a tough, oh, this is pretty milky looking for a 6S Plus photo. I'm going to give my wife some notes on this. Oh, I got a, I got an SE. I got to tell you that story. You got an SE. We got, got the SE. S. Okay, we got the, um, hi, welcome back. Uh, we've got the uh, your SE, which is uh, supply constrained. 
we've got you got a uh, an Amazon dingus. Uh-huh. You got a little guy? You got a little guy, I got a big guy. Big guy, little guy. And um okay, jump in anywhere. No, I mean you were done with your thought technology there? Well anyway, congratulations on a on a reboot of your show on two hundred episodes. Did you put the two hundredth uh episode in the show notes? No. But I can. Uh no, it's very exciting. You know, it is, I think that's a it's, big thing. It's like a it's like a troubled marriage. You you have to really <laughs> change things up sometimes. Um and John and I, my goodness, we're trying so many things. We talked about what this week? It was a pretty good, it was a big celebration of our two hundredth episode where John mentioned it just at the end and I was frustrated. Um no, we talked about uh the roles of balloons in sex. Um <laughs> the people who are I haven't listened to this week's yet. Or did balloonies, you talk about we call them. the mm-hmm. balloon the people who are into the I had to tell John. Balloons John didn't know about popping balloons. of the balloons. Yeah, John has a John has a thing. You ever go to a movie? You go to an AMC movie. See those little red dots at the beginning, the little red balls. John has a crush on the girl ball, and we're trying to figure out a way that the uh, the girl ball could have a place in his life. The girl ball. The girl ball. You got AMC movie? As remember, they they got there's the drinks, and then they got the different genres. You got one red ball that's got a, ho- a hockey mask on it. It's all included in the epic. Uh, anniversary 200th episode. I'll be listening to it later. I'm going to listen to that. You know what I will say, and then I'll shut up, you hope, uh, is that you can go buy a, a shirt uh, about Roderick on the line, which we would like you to do. Um, there's less than a week left in this. When you do these things through our friends at Cotton Bureau, you have two weeks during which time people can order shirts. Um, I would love it if you guys enjoy, you people, you team, you magnificent bastards, if you enjoy Roderick on the line and you like shirts, you could go to roderickonline.com and look at the notes uh, for one of the last two episodes and you'll see links there. You can also go to cottonbureau.com. We have a wonderful uh, shirt with uh, the orange bell on it. It says Roderick on the line. It's got a little ding on it. And uh, a reboot of the classic Super Train shirt. Now it just says pound sign Super Train. And so we're really, uh, we're really proud of those. If you, if you want to support the show and you like shirts, uh, we would love it if you went uh, and considered buying one. Just go to roderickonthelinecom or I'll put the most recent uh, show into show notes. Nice. Thank you, Dan. Over. <laughs> we'll go. Okay. So what do you want to hear about? Come again. Um, you know, uh, we'll talk about your phone. Yeah, we can talk about the phone. Sure. I don't need a reason. The same thing. We'll just do it to the, to the call first. <laughs> so I have, a, uh, I have an SE now. And a- SE or SE30? Just the SE. You know, that occurred to me after I got them. I'm like, what, SE30s? But I'm talking about the iPhone SE, which I guess stands for Special Edition or something. Uh, Sherbert Exposition? Yes. Uh, Stuart Edmondson? Yeah. Uh, Sloppy Endings? Ooh. Uh, Spandex Endocrinology? Mm. Suspicious uh, Endopathy? (laughs) Succor Ends? Surprise Endoscopy? Mmm, welcome. <laughs> well, welcome, Shriners. Thread the tube, my friend. Oh, my God. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got a new SE30. Yeah, I had the 6S, as, as we've discussed, and I have a really, really good case on it. It's the, uh, I will put it into show notes because I'm such a big fan of the case. It is the Tech 21 uh, case. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Tech 21 cases. And I've been using them since my first five, I guess. And they uh, they do a really, really, really good job of protecting your phone without being kind of big, plasticky, bulky things. So I'll put a few of those into our show notes 
uh, because they're affordable. They're like, you can get, I mean, they're 35 bucks in the Apple store, but if you're willing to order it online, you can get them like 20, 23, 24 bucks on Amazon. So they're affordable and they do an amazing job of protecting it. If you drop the phone and I can't tell you how many times I think either I'm just clumsy uh, with a phone or, uh, or I just have bad luck or it's, it's my kid's fault. I don't know, but I seem to drop my phone frequently. And I have dropped the six even more, probably because I feel like it's so ungainly. And I, I, I have the case on my 6S all, all, all the time. Once a week, I have a reminder. I polish all the screens on all of our devices yeah. with, a, with a microfiber. It needs more than that when my kid's using them. But I'll pop it out of the case. And I, it's, it's so funny because I have a, the leather case on my 6S, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it's so funny when I take it off for like half a second, I think, wow, this thing's really cool and little. And then just a little more than half a second later, I almost drop it. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, it's ridiculously easy to drop. It really is. And for me, even with the case, I guess it, it feels a little bit more, but I dropped it and nothing happened to seem fine. And I actually dropped it a second time and it still seemed fine. So much your SE? Or yeah. Your no, the 6S. Oh, God. And, and, but then after the second time in that day that I dropped it, uh, I was using it and it's it nothing visibly was wrong with it, but it just started at, I can't think of another way to say it, it just started acting wonky. Uh, really? Interesting. I would be typing or attempting to type and it would like act like things weren't exactly lined up. So I would hit one key and a different letter would be pressed and uh, I might hit no keys and then I would see that like, you know how if you hold down the N, it has a little pop up and it'll have like the N yay with the little tilde on top and the alternate letters you can type. It would do that a lot. And I would swipe left or right and it might not exactly swipe in that way. And then periodically all the icons would just jiggle as if I had held, uh, held one of them down weird. and like the home button wouldn't always work. The only way that I could fix it would be to reboot it and then it would be okay for a few minutes and then it would be not okay again. And I said, you know, there's, there is a good chance that something is just slightly jostled loose inside of it. And I, you know, I think it's probably still like under warranty and, and everything like that. But, um, that was going into the weekend and I had a whole lot of things going on. I thought, you know, this might be a good time for me to consider because I've really been eyeing, we talked about it a bit, you know, really been eyeing the SE, really wanting to go back to that. And I thought, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll see if I can get my hands on one of these SEs. And if I'm lucky enough to be able to find one because they're sold out everywhere. Uh, and yeah, like Gruber week. was saying that this, yeah, the three weeks now, Gruber was saying it went from like, you know, available to available in stores to available for order to like less, as of the last talk show is two weeks. You're saying it's now three weeks? Three, it says two to three weeks. Uh, and some, and one configuration <sighs> was three weeks when I was putting it together. I thought, well, uh, what I, you know, I just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. So I said, here's the thing. If I can get one, I'll get one. And then I will have the 6S repaired and then I'll just, I'll sell it. Um, you know, and that way I'll, 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 if I like the SE, I love the SE. I was able to get one in town. It was the craziest thing. I called at like 9.59 AM right before the store opens. I called, it went through and, uh, and a person answered and said, you know what? We, we got one in today and it was the one that I wanted. It's a space gray 64 AT&T. 
and they had it and they had that one. I'm like, yes, I would like to buy that one. And she just, you know, put it through and it was there in the store uh, when I came to get it. And it was it was uh, a miracle that I did that because I know lots of people who have been trying to get them and been unable to do it. And so when I went in the store to, you know, they have to they have to put the phone into their system to sort of switch the activation. And the girl's like, how long ago did you order this one? And I said, uh, this morning at 10. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, people have been coming in every day to try and get these things. So I don't, I don't know if it was just a, a lucky timing thing or what, but I'll tell you what, it, it, it feels like the best, the best iPhone I've ever had. It's just, it's a great for me. It's the perfect size. It fits in my pocket well. I love mm. the way it feels. I love the construction. It's just as fast as the six. Uh, it does everything that the six does. It takes everything just, but three D touch, which most people aren't using. I, you know, I was not a big three D touch user, and I wondered if I would miss it. The only thing that I miss is when you can kind of do the hard press and swipe from the left to like, you know, to like switch apps. S- switch apps, but. That's the only thing I ever used it for. It's not it's not a big deal. You don't miss it and uh I just this form factor is so great. I it's just the, am it's so the, it's happy. I'm yeah, so perfect. happy with this phone. I haven't felt happy with it. The 6S never felt right to me. Yeah, I, and I the yeah. screen's beautiful, Merlin. This S6S screen is gorgeous. And I've looked at it in comparison I'm like, yeah, like it's this great-looking screen, but the I SE is the I right mean, phone. All, so much, so much of the navigation on iOS is at the top of the screen. So, like the two like premium devices that I have, I, um, you know, iPhone 6s and the the big iPad Pro. I mean, there's so much reaching involved. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't, I don't have very large hands, but I mean, in any web view, most of what you have to do is at the top of the page. Almost every app continues to have most of the controls at the top of the page. And it's just slightly out of reach where it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's almost like after you bite yourself and you get that little skin flap, like it's not going to kill you, but it's kind of driving you crazy. Yeah, yes. That's, it's nothing that's terrible. I mean, this is the ultimate first world problem in some ways. I, mean, I guess the ultimate first world problem would be having 50 of these and having this problem. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, I get you. And it's, it's extremely tempting. It's just, I bought mine at, I bought my success at full price. You know, I bought it outright. And Me I too. just, I, I would feel really, I don't know what I could get selling it. Well, you know, like I have not gone to Gazelle or any of those websites, but I think you can still get a decent amount for it. You've got a 6S. I'm so glad you like it. I'm really glad. I'm glad you got one, and I'm glad to hear it's going well. Are you on 64? I think I'm 128. 20, 128. All right, hold on. I'm just going to run this through Gazelle really quick for you. Would you say it's flawless just, condition? Uh, it says VG. No, no, it doesn't have any scratches or anything, but it's not flawless. Uh, I'm sure well, John Syracuse could find something wrong with it. <laughs> Gazelle. John Syracuse, is, he notices scratches on things that are not there. I He's know, very gifted. I know. 320 bucks from Gazelle. <laughs> that's a good deal that's what paid for it. yeah i know it is but but that's the idiot tax yeah i'm gonna look at next yeah. worth for you too but you know no i'm happy i'm happy with it i'll yeah, i'll sure. hang out with it but well, it's just funny the, the the prevailing conventional wisdom uh from the time not prevailing but amongst a lot of my friends it was it was kind of just canon that you had to get the big phone, the biggest phone you could. And 432 go, like, on Nextworth. Nice. 
But, you know, uh, I always thought, hmm, yeah, I guess my wife got the big one and she really likes it. But I don't know. I still I still, still sit and I stare longingly at my 5S. And I'm like, ah, oh, you were perfect. You were beautiful. I mean, it looks like something out of Star Wars. It's It's perfect. So I'm very tempted. So and you're not missing 3D touch. I'm trying to make myself remember to use 3D touch more because in the in the time sense, you know, it's a little bit like Siri mm-hmm. in that sense of like at first it came out. You know, when Siri first came out, it wasn't very good. But then it got way better and then it got way, way better. But by that time, a lot of people were like, forget it, I'm never using Siri. 3D touch came out and there wasn't that much stuff that it did. Maybe another thing on the on the iPad in particular is the uh, little swipe over deal where you can split the screen. For a long time, not that many things besides Apple apps had it. Now, so many of the things I use do, and I still forget to use it. And when I do, I'm like, why am I not using this all the time? Right. It's amazing. It's just that, you know, even nerds, a grouper has talked about this. Um, I think Jason Snell, a lot of people have talked about this. You just forget the 3D touch is there, but it's been added in a lot of interesting places. Uh, can I toss out a few good ones? Yeah. I mean, some of the, these are, when I say these are obvious, I mean that as a compliment, as in like, duh, this is the thing I would most want to do. So for example, 1Password, uh, who's been a sponsor and with whom I am friends and an app that I just love and highly recommend. Um, one thing 1Password added early on was the ability to have Touch ID. That's great. So you unlock your phone, right, with Touch ID. You click on the 1Password button, or excuse me, the icon. It opens up, you hit Touch ID, and that unlocks it. That's really great. Um, you can lo- you can do a 3D touch press, whatever it's called on there, and select, for example, favorites. So no matter where, like I frequently I frequently exit one password, having looked at a secure web view inside of a login, but I want to get to my favorites, which is like two or three clicks. So in this, or I guess one click, but anyway, if you're from the home screen, you just do the 3D touch on the icon and hit favorites, and it takes you right to your favorites. So you know all the stuff that you use 80% of the time is like a click away. That's great. Another thing 1Password recently added, I think in the last couple of weeks, is that you can now set it to be always, it used to be, you can still set it so that it requires a code after reboot. Uh, depending on what you can tolerate, it will now also let you touch ID. Yeah, if you're, I, I mean, if you're, if you're a 1Password user and you know about 1Password, there's a good reason you wouldn't want to have this. But if you find yourself using it a lot and you have a crazy, you know, good passphrase, I feel dumb now that I'm saying this, though, because I'm realizing this is probably not smart. But anyway, you can now touch ID in there. OmniFocus from the screen, you can create a new task. That's really handy. The thing that's going to continue to hold 3D Touch back in some ways is not dissimilar from what holds Siri back, one of the numerous things holding Siri back, which is a 3D Touch on an icon is still a lot like a shortcut, right? In that, you still have to open the app and then do something in the app. Whereas 3D Touch, I think the one thing a lot of people forget about is what you can do with 3D Touch with things like, and, and Mike Hurley's talked about this a lot, how effective this is. If you're in iMessages, you get a message with a link. You do that kind of medium press, and right. you get a preview. Mm-hmm. You do the long press. Did and you, you do get that to like, a lot? I'm doing it more now. And actually on the, a recent episode of Canvas, um, Federico and um, Fraser were talking about that's one of the only ways that you can get PDF printing in some apps is if you go to that little card. So you can like you can do like a PDF output of it and then print like all from inside doing um, those little uh, poppy uppy things. I think See, that's I, correct. I, I use when I first got 3D Touch, I did that all of the time, constantly using it to preview things. And then I I kind of grew tired of it. I didn't like it. It felt like it was kind of. I mean, it's, I don't want to call it gimmicky because it does have. It's gimmicky. Uses, it is gimmicky. But yeah, yeah. And well, I stopped gimmicky, doing it completely. This is something a lot of folks have talked about, but it's true. I mean, 
given that only a certain that only a, only a few models of iOS devices can even you can, can even be only a limited number of iOS devices have 3D touch. Mm-hmm. Ergo, what developer is going to put critically important stuff in 3D touch if iPads can't use it? If right. older, SC if your can't SE use can't it. use it, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a natural reluctance if it's not going to be everywhere. Um, you know, don't expect it to be in there. And thank God it's not because that could be confusing. But, you know, it's, it is one of those things where once you remember that you can do it, it's really fast. For example, like I, I'm constantly looking things up on Wikipedia because I'm not very smart. And an astonishing amount of the time, well, you know, there's, the, there's a 20% of the time where I'm looking for like where this person went to college that's going to require scrolling down. But if my daughter and I are walking around and we're doing basically a mature version of a word definition, we want to go look up something. Like, for example, like right now when I just looked up that city in, in England. Yeah. That's the kind of thing where I could have done a long press, get the pop-up. All the information I need is in that little card. I let go and I'm right back where I was. Also, the other one is like, do, do you leverage the little back arrow in the upper left? I mean, like I, when you go, like if you're in iMessages and then you click on a link and it takes you to Safari, do you utilize that little back arrow? You're talking about the tiny little text up in the left-hand corner that might say back to messages or back to mail. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. I That's should use really it all the thing. time, but I often... Look at it, and the little tiny text makes me feel tired, and I don't want to touch it. I'm not kidding. I understand, but well, I know, uh, but it, you know that y- yes, I have used it. Those are those are handy, but yeah, I'm. It's it's very interesting. It's an interesting time for Apple. I mean, people don't need too much more Apple punditry uh, in this at this particular time. But it is interesting. And again, something folks have talked about. It's, it's so, I think this was Gruber talking to, I want to say Ben Thompson, but you know, isn't it interesting that they seem to have way overshot the demand on the success mm-hmm. line and way under. apparently like way under guest on the SE. And I don't mean that as a, Oh, look at you. Ha ha schadenfreude, but more like, isn't that interesting? Cause like given that this is a company run by Tim cook, that is so good at the supply chain stuff you know, obviously there's some constraints that they don't have any control over, but I wonder, wonder well, let's see, here's my they... thought on that. Here's my thought on that. Uh, because yeah. I've wondered the same thing and I've thought about it a lot. And I think that in, in the Steve jobs era, I think Steve was very, very good at, I guess, making, uh, obviously creating an exciting event and, and, really generating a lot of buzz and interest and desire for a particular product. And at the same time, I think he had a really uncanny way to, you know, there's that famous quote that we we need to show people what they want. They don't know what they want. We need to show them that kind of sums up the, the Steve jobs era, successful era of Apple. Right. And, and when we give it to them, it's going to be a two by two matrix. We got two models and two styles, right? That's your choices, right? I think a lot of that has changed. I think they, oh, yeah. they've built on a lot of that. But what where I think we are today is that while Tim Cook is is still, I think, without question, the master of supply chain, he's only a master of it when he he gets it right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and in the sense of like, I don't think anyone at Apple thought that the SE would be the kind of popular phone that it became or that it is becoming because I think they thought that the 6S is what people wanted. Or it's that, that was the drumbeat. The drumbeat for months was that Apple's going to perish unless they make a big phone to compete with the Samsungs. Right. And I, I think they wanted 
the 6S to be what people wanted in the traditional Apple way of, oh, you know what? We're going to show people what they want. We're going to give them this amazing phone because it's clear the world wants bigger phones. Like, we'll do that. We can do that. We'll do it. Here, here is the big phone you've been wanting. And this is the future. We're going to, you know what? We'll give you two big phones. We'll give you this ginormous phone and we'll give you this big phone. And like, this is what people want. No one wants this old crap. And it did okay, right? Like nobody's could, could say that the 6S did not sell well or the 6S Plus or the 6 line in general. But it, it, I think for the first time, this thing that Apple came out with that they said, this is the best, this is where we're headed, was maybe not really the thing that people wanted. Or that most, I, anybody who has looked at, picked up or used my, six, my SE has said, damn, mm-hmm. I wish I had this. With the exception of the people that I know that have the big phone. The people who have the big phone say, oh, yeah, it's too small for me. I don't want that. Anybody that I've shown this thing to who has a 6 or a 6S, they picked it. And they're like, yeah, this is, this is what I wanted. And I, I have to think that that took Apple by surprise. I have to think that they, got, that they got that wrong, that they weren't aware of the fact that so many people were going to want who really like this form factor. But there's so much pressure on Apple to make the bigger phones because that's what the competitors are making and to make something that is new and looks different. I never, you didn't either. I never had a problem with the 5S looking the way that it looked. I we, didn't. We, we, we stuck with it for a really long time because yeah. I think both of us were saying like, there's nothing that I really, really need in these other phones. I wish I had and just held on to my 5S great. until the 5SE. If you know, I mean, because like the six, the six S was just a waste of time and money for me. I never enjoyed using that phone. I love the SE. It's, it's great. It's great. And I really just think Apple got this wrong. I think that they are, it, the, I won't go so far as to say that I think Apple is losing touch with understanding what people want or what to show people that they will want. But I feel like they're not as on point as they have been with so many of their other devices in, in the past. You know, mm. I, I remember every, every time Apple would come out with something for many years, starting in probably 2007, especially, but even in the iPod time, they would come out with something. I'd be like, yeah, I want that. I'm get, I got to get that. I got to find a way to get that. Oh, I can't afford it. All right. Oh, I got to wait. Oh, I'm fine. But I haven't really felt, you know, we've talked about this before too. I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I feel like, it, it took the iPhone SE, which was, I guess, a step backwards in form factor, to make to come up with something I really, really wanted. I'm I have the same thing that I'm really hoping for something good in the MacBook Pro space because my MacBook uh, is Pro is from 2013, I guess, when they first came out with the Retina 13s, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's 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 pretty slow. And I made the mistake of not maxing out the RAM in it, and it's. You know, I'm so I'm really hopeful that they come out with something new and great, and I'm I'm looking forward to being excited about it. But the SE mm-hmm. is absolutely the phone that I wanted, and I, you know, Touch ID, the fast Touch ID is the same in this as it is in the six, uh, the six S. I'm trying to think of what would get me to to upgrade again, and I'm sure they'll come up with something, but. I, I I will no longer make the mistake of going with a bigger form factor. If they don't release right. it in this just, size, just I won't. Just because, get it. yeah. Um, have, do you do you still occasionally uh, use like uh, Doodle 
to to schedule something? Yes. So when you schedule something with Doodle, they, one of the great features of Doodle is you say to use like this happens with the incomparable where it's like oh we got to schedule like four or six people for this event, and what's neat is for each of the suggested slots, there's three answers. There's yes, there's yes in parentheses, and there's no. I'm going somewhere with this. So if you click yes, that means I can totally be there, and this would be a time I prefer to be there. Yes in um, in parentheses means um, I can make this. If it's, if it's when everybody else can make it, but I'd rather not do it then. And no is I'm absolutely not available. I'm thinking about, imagine a similar matrix for your phone. And I, I think it's, I'm again, <laughs> oddly enough, thinking of it as a two by two grid, something, something along the lines of, um, like you say to somebody, do you prefer or tend to mostly use your phone with one hand or two hands? Right. That's just, that's one question. Yeah. And so then, but then further to that, like, like, how would you feel if you had to use your phone with one hand? Do you have a strong feeling on that? Okay. Uh, how often do you prefer or, you know, tend to use your phone with two hands? How would you feel if you always had to use your phone with two hands? Does that make sense? That's kind of a grid, right? So, so thinking about it in that way, I would say, in, in retrospect now, having used iOS devices for nine years, I would say... I tend to use my phone in particular with one hand. I don't mind using it with two hands. I very rarely, if I, I mean, I guess I, I will use my iPhone in particular with two hands if I have to type. But I have to tell you that fourth part of the grid is very important to me. I'm realizing I don't like having to use two hands to use my phone. Right. And that is the point on the grid that marks the difference. How do you feel about having to use a phone with two hands? Because I think the folks who are, people like my wife who are using the, the giant phone, I think their answer would be, not only do I prefer to use my phone with two hands, I have no compunction about having to use my phone with two yeah, hands. Yeah. And whereas I'm realizing that, like if I'm laying in bed or I'm just whatever, you know, I'm somewhere, I'm carrying something, I've got a coffee, whatever, I not only prefer to use my phone with one hand, I kind of make this noise when I have to use my phone with two hands. <laughs> So, and this, this also leads to why the iPad Pro drives me crazy. This morning I'm typing on Slack. All my words are running together. I've got commas in the middle of all my words. I've got M's and N's where I meant to type space because I'm trying to type with my little girl hands on this giant, giant keypad. So that was all just in the service of saying, I think, I wonder if part of it also, setting aside things like ladies' pants and things like that, I wonder if one thing Apple maybe didn't, who can say? They're so smart. Who knows? But I wonder if maybe they didn't account for how many people don't like having to use two hands and would prefer to use one hand. That that's probably not a lot of insight for that amount of overhead. But that to me is the big distinction. No, it really it's it's a big part of it. It's a big part. And you know, I remember my mom got the six plus when it first came out, and I was like, oh my god. She's like, I love it. You my know? my wife loves it. It's she she I can't tear her away from it. She loves it. It's also actually, uh, if I could jump in for a, a quick sec, this leads yeah. to something I wanted to mention this week. Have you played with Gboard yet? Gboard. Gboard is, let, let's bracket the controversy. Yes, this is a keyboard from Google where you uh, have to do universal access. Gboard is amazing. Um, it's good on the iPad, but it's freaking amazing on the iPhone. Because first of all, it's got a Glide keyboard. So um, when you selected this as your keyboard inside, let's, let's say your text editor, um, you just move your thumb around over the keys and by like you slide from letter to letter and it uncannily knows what word it is that you wanted to type. 
Okay, that's great. There's been keyboards like that before, but here's where this gets really good, the glide part of this. is. And then for a long time, I thought like, oh, but I still have to hit the space bar. That kind of sucks. You don't have to hit the space bar. You glide, W-H-E-R-E, lift your thumb, type A-R-E. It adds a space for you. So think about how many of your own errors in typing, in my case, huge number of my error, errors have to do with the edges of the keyboard. And particularly, I, I mix up like what, like, uh, what are my classics? Like M and N, I and O. I frequently, like, I hate having to go hit the space bar. So with this Clyde keyboard, just holding it in your left hand, in my case, I can type pretty darn fast on this yeah, thing. Yeah. It is almost like learning iOS autocorrect where you have to let go and let God. But just, I'm telling you, just, just trying, that alone is amazing. Um, and makes one-handed typing a lot easier. Uh, I'm still getting used to it, but it's not fun to like lay in bed and type with two hands. It's like, ugh, you know, really? But then on top of it, it also has, you can do Google searches from right inside the keyboard. So you can search for something and it gives you the top three results and you can do whatever with that then. You can add a picture in, you can, do, you can search for GIFs, um, you can search for emojis, you type D-A-N-C-E-R-S and it finds the little dancers for you. Mm-hmm. It's really, really dynamite. It's not perfect for the iPad, but um, I think it's definitely worth looking at on the iPhone. And a lot of uh, a lot of my friends are saying like it took me about two minutes to realize this is the only keyboard I'm going to use now. Yeah, I can't say that, but I would say definitely have a look. I put it in show notes, but that's the kind of thing where like you know when when you get the right kind of input device for the right size thing, it starts really changing things. For me, like double light tap on the home key to to change the height, you know, to basically bring the top of the window down. I love that that's there, but I hate having to use it. Did you use any of, I mean, I know you've never really spent a lot of time on Android. At, uh, tell me if I'm wrong about that, but I don't I feel like you've been mainly. Yeah, I, I was on, I've been on two or three Android phones. You know, have mostly you, in the, mostly fair enough, the, mostly in the very early days. How would you compare this if you used swipe on, on Android in the sense of like, can't, isn't it similar in some ways in the way that you, you can type by? I think so. I think it's very similar, but it also does, I can't tell if this is just me because I'm noticing something different, but it also does something really neat. There's a lot of commitment with autocorrect on the iPhone where like once you've typed it and it guessed, it's in there and you're like, Ugh, now what? And you go, ta 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 back, 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 back. I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like with the Gboard keyboard, if you type something incorrectly, and you backspace, it undoes the autocorrection and takes you back to the last thing before it started filling the word for you. So if you meant to type, if you, if you type, you know, I can't think of an example, but it's hard to explain. But if you start to type something, it autocorrects and it's incorrect. When you back up, when you hit backspace, you're not correcting, you're not deleting the autocorrection. It, it deletes all that for you and you go back to wherever you left off. Another neat feature also similarly in Safari, I don't know if you'll ever notice this, if you do a Google search in Safari, and you have like a you enter part of a query and it fills it in for you. Do you ever notice in late, recent editions of iOS, if you go back and and hit in the location bar, it, you you see the query that you started with before. That's handy too. Yeah, that's there. That's very you know anything that so makes it more. So have you switched? Have you made the, a complete transition? Um, I wouldn't say that. Every time I remember to turn it on, I turn it back on. But I've only got what I've got four keyboards. I've got English keyboard the emoji keyboard that comes with it. I've got Bitmoji and Gboard. Bitmoji and, you know, was, not, was not as much of a hit with my family as I think it, it, it has been with yours. That's oh, a lot of fun. We they love like it but, it, but they're... Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. I, um, like, I like it a lot. I love it. But 
anyway, I just mentioned it because, you know, and again, I'm, I'm bracketing all the privacy stuff. I mean, there's, you can go do your own due diligence on this. It sounds like it's not doing anything creepy, but who knows? But, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I like I say, not much insight for all the bluster, but I think that's a big part of it. Is I realized that like, so for example, and then, okay, so to extend that, on iOS, I really prefer to be able to do it with one hand. If I have to do a lot of typing, truthfully, I feel like my typing's kind of gone to crap. I think partly it's because I got a case on the phone and I'm mis- misgaging where I am. Yeah. I feel like I just need to start over with typing on iOS because I'm not nearly as good as I was in 2009. How it's- do you do that though without the muscle memory like reprogramming it? How I don't know, over? but I but I, I keep consistently making these same dumb errors and I keep what is it I keep mistaking? I guess I and O. Is that it? But yeah, and uh I wish I could just undo it. But uh and then on the other hand, with an iPad, like it's not that I mind using it with two hands. It would be nice to not have to use two hands, but I mean you accept that because of the form factor. For me, then it becomes less about like having to use two hands, then like what I can accomplish with those two hands and how often I have to use one of those hands to go somewhere else on the screen for an interaction that I wish were closer. Mm-hmm. And then second, just the keyboard is just too freaking huge to use with thumbs. And it's just not fun to type on with touch typing. So I don't know. I mean, I don't I mean to bag here, but it makes me really want to SE. <laughs> you got to get you. Know, you got to get one. I think here's- what did it cost you like 300 bucks. I think depending on the size of it, let me oh. see. I mean, on the on the amount of storage. No, no Max is out, uh, Max is out at sixty four. I can live with that. I have a sixty four S six S. So for me, it was no change. And <laughs> a lot of the people who okay, so let's just do do you a space gray sixty four AT and T total cost is gonna be five hundred. Yeah, I think it I think it is. No, I don't want Apple Care on there. Four ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine. You pay in full. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not you know. And if you're gonna get, you're gonna get what I tell you, four hundred something. At so it'll be a break even deal almost for you if you if I sold if I sold the six S if you sell the six S, which is what I'm gonna do once I get it checked out. Um, six on on I looked up next worth. They'll give you almost almost the same amount of money to get your SE. I mean, you have to come up probably with fifty bucks or so. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, that's that's pretty good. I just you you mentioned the one handedness. You mentioned the uh, you mentioned the whole the whole concept of being able to reach the top of the screen. Like I forgot how handy that is to be able to touch the top left of the screen with without your thumb. thinking, without thinking or stressing, right. Right. But I mean, if I have to do something, I'm trying to think because a lot of times you get done in a web view is in the upper left, but there, there are occasionally things that are in the upper right. I'm just thinking about like all the apps that I use, especially on the iPad Pro. I don't want to complicate this by bringing that into it, but I, I, I don't have my, I'm not using my phone right now, obviously, but well, let me go look. What are the kinds of things that drive me crazy? Also, you know, I could probably be more thoughtful about how I do my, uh, my typing's much faster on the SE. Mm. You're talking much, me into this. You're talking me into it. Faster. All right. All right I'm, I'm telling you, I'm flying. People are like, whoa, what happened? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're responding from, like, well, yeah. got to right. see. I might try it. I might try I it. I had actually, one thing that I, I will mention, remember how we talked in the past about doing a restore and how oh, uh, the restores can be touch and go and iffy and weird. And it's, it's, it's the range, though. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's, I don't want to say it either is, but it's so frequently there's times where you're like, oh, God, I know this is going to screw up. And it's flawless. 
And then you're, there's other times where you're like, I have crossed my T's and dotted my I's and it still takes six weeks for all, all of your apps to update. Well, I, I, when after my 6S started to become kind of wonky and unusable, I, I, I got the 5S out of the drawer because I always have a single, I will always keep a previous generation phone around in case my wife's or my phone has a problem or gets thrown in the toilet or whatever happens right so that so that we could just pop a sim in and have we have like a go-to phone a go phone Mm -hmm. and i had this and i said all right well i'll i'll so i went and i went to my computer and i did a full encrypted local backup yep of my uh 6s and then i turned it off popped the sim out didn't put the sim in the new one and I restored onto the 5S and I was ready for it to have those weird issues where all of the apps don't download and other weird things happen. Right. I don't know why, but none of that happened this time. It Isn't just, that crazy? It just worked. It was just, it was just fine. Everything restored perfectly all the, and then I got a, an error message saying, you know, some of these apps could not be installed and I don't, they weren't apps that I had used in years. And I, I don't know if they were things that had maybe been taken away. I don't know, but none of the important apps that I even, I didn't even know I had them. So that was fine. Everything right. else restored. It was fine. And I used the next one. I, next one I do, I'm doing a clean install. Are you really? Oh my goodness. I have so. And it worked I, the same. It went have, the same on the SE. I got, I got the pages. SE and restored That's the same so way. Good. It was fine. Well, you know, um, Syracuse bought uh, an iPad when he was in the Bay Area and, you know, him, like he's pretty good at this stuff. He did the full on, according to Hoyle, 100%. I mean, I, I still back up my phone to iTunes once a week at mm-hmm. least. I just, I don't know. I'm just weird about it. I just, I just do that as well as doing the nightly, um, quote unquote, backups to iCloud. But I mean, the full encrypted backup. And listen, let, let's, let's risk being repetitive here. Please do this, people. Do it today. Do it the next chance you can. Plug in your iPhone on your Mac. Go to iTunes and don't just do a backup. Do an encrypted backup. It's going to ask gotta be you, encrypted. People don't know this. Why? And then when I, they go to restore, the core of the thing. Why is it not? Why is it not the default? Because here's what happens: if if you go in, you do an encrypted backup, and everything works well. You know, piss on a spark plug. You now have uh, it. It basically captures. I'm not a technologist. It captures your the state of your device in situ. So down to like apps you had open, recent apps you had open, where the icons are, all of that stuff. I have had this happen with iPads where I go and I change iPads and like within an hour, I am back up to exactly where I was before. It's worth the precaution, right? So because the thing is with, with, with iCloud, you, you just don't really know. It's good for belt and suspenders, but like do that. So what you do is you go into iTunes. I don't want to open this up because it burns bandwidth but um you go into itunes and when your device comes up you'll see a tick box there what's the box called uh i'm, I'm actually gonna get this thing going right now on this other machine that's not hooked up to anything you check encrypt uh encrypt backup yes so this does so i don't know what which is the chicken and which is the egg but what that will do is i think that will obfuscate the data that's being captured onto your computer so that within reason it's not easily glanceable as what the data is but most importantly that means that now it'll remember stuff like your passwords and logins for all of those apps you're not gonna have to go and like start over i want to start over because dan benjamin i i have about 10 pages of apps and i use <laughs> maybe 30 apps i know i there's so as i'm watching these things just store i'm like what that, is that that's, that piece that's, of that's crap. where my day is going my day is going to that like sunset like a calendar i can't use anymore yeah. like 
so many things on there that I just, I really do want to just start over. Yeah. I don't know. I'd feel guilty about doing that, but, but maybe I'm so glad it's working for you though. It, the, um, the restore was great. I've never had it work and it worked twice in a 24 hour period onto a five S. And of course, no, I did not. I did not use, I did not do another backup from the five S. I just used the original backup from the six S when I got the SE and plugged it in and did it straight away. But what I, one thing that was interesting is when I did this uh, and I was buying it, they said, oh, do you want to, uh, you know, do, do you want to add a line or do you want to replace it? And I said, no, 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 you know, I want to replace it. I don't want to add a line. So she said, well, we have to go through the activation process again. So it sort of, it, there was that weird hmm. time in limbo oh, where your, like old, your old phone, the SIM card will stop working before your like, new phone has been restored down. So you can keep using your old phone, but it won't yeah. work for it won't work on the AT and T network. It won't work on a network. It'll work on Wi Fi only. So there's right. this sort of like you kind of like go. It's like the dark side of the moon for a while there. Exactly, <laughs> that's a perfect example. Yeah. Like you're, they're probably still there, but we have no way of knowing. <laughs> right, and uh, as you know, you're driving home. You're like, well, I haven't driven somewhere without a phone. How how will I find my way home? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm almost two miles from home. What you know? What if something happens? I'm gonna find my body ravaged by starving <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> right, if only his phone had been activated. <laughs> <laughs> Get off of him, Mr. Stinky. <laughs> Dan, uh, did you want to tell me about another thing that you like? Yeah, I sure can. I would like to tell you about Casper. I know you have some personal experience sleeping on a, a Casper. Only about a third of my life in the last year. Yeah, I got a little bit of experience, I can say. Yeah, it's, well, Casper, they make, uh, they make premium mattresses for a fraction of the price and you know, the way that the mattress industry uh, un until now, until Casper has worked is they would have these showrooms and you would go into a showroom and you would lay on a bed and try to see if the bed that you were laying on in the showroom was any good and you'd roll and people would be staring at you even though you're allowed to do it and you'd pick the best way you could and that bed would get there and you'd be like, oh, this bed, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted, but now we have, we have no real recourse because it's here and we got to ship it back and and it was, a, it was a racket, too. They were charging a ton of money because, like, somebody has to staff those warehouses and they have to keep stock and inventory and lay out the money. And I mean, it, it's, it was a mess. And Casper said, we're not going to do it like this. We're going to, A, make a really amazing bed that provides resilience, that has long-lasting supportive comfort, that is a hybrid mattress. So we got premium a latex foam, memory foam hybrid in one. And uh, two, we're going to sell them direct to people. We're not going to have a middleman. We're not going to have showrooms. You're just going to pay 500 bucks for a twin, 950 for a king. Compare that to the cost of these mattresses that they sell in stores and, uh, and forget it. You'll realize how great of a deal that is. And here's the best part of it. You get to try it for 100 days or as Merlin says, 100 nights. Mm -hmm. You get free delivery and you get painless returns. If you don't like it at any time in that 100-day period for any reason, they will come and they will take it away and you'll get a full refund. And here's something even more cool for our listeners. You're going to get $50 toward any mattress at casper.com slash back to work when you use the code back to work, all one word. Terms and conditions apply, but uh, go there and check it out. Casper.com slash back to work. Code back to work to save 50 bucks. It's a pretty good deal and there's uh, like no risk to it. So I was, I was in the uh, gym 
and we were talking about beds at the gym. And wow. my trainer's like, I, uh, you know, I, what do you think of Casper? And I said, oh, they're one, they're one of my sponsors. They're great. They're great beds. She's like, really? Are they great? Or do you just have to say that? I'm like, no, they're really great. And she's like, <laughs> don't kill you? my kids if I don't say yeah, that. Yeah. I'm like, they're, they're listening right now to us talking in the gym. <laughs> uh, so she said, she's like, well, I want to, I want to get one of them, but what if I don't like it? I'm like, you're going to make me do the whole spot now, aren't you? And she's like, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have all this like memorized now. And I told her about it. And I and said, it's Listen, new kind of hybrid mattress, hybrid, just the right sink, just the right bounce. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and she's, I said, listen, like you really do have like a hundred days. Like that's the real deal. So she, she go and she used our code. So thanks very much to, uh, to Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Patty. Uh, my favorite, my, one of my favorite parts of Casper, I mean, I, I love the sleeping experience, but again, just for, for folks who might not know, it arrives in a box that you can carry pretty much by yourself. Good luck getting a king size mattress up the stairs by yourself, <laughs> but it is, it is uncanny that somebody who is as thin boned as I am was able to carry that box up the steps by himself and, and make this thing happen. It's a delight. It's good for young people. Kids. Yeah. Kids, they're sleeping on these futons. You're, you ever get a, a futon? My Dan? girlfriend in college, first uh, serious girlfriend in college, had a, a futon. It's like the worst part of a sponge and the worst part of a doormat. Oh my god, it's terrible. The idea that human beings are sleeping on these things by choice, and the choice, the reason they're doing it is because they're affordable. They're affordable. Well, Casper is affordable, man. Mm. Futon. Futon. Really? Nothing, nothing says 1995 to me more than a futon. Ugh. Spin Welcome to called. They want the futon back. Yeah. I just bought a brand new futon and it's pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just have to run with that. Yeah, that could be their thing. Just go ahead now. It's like a futon that you can't sleep on. Oh my God. Chardonnay. So it's been a big week. Yeah. Uh, did you see the update to call recorder? No. I, I nearly always skip those because when do I go to Skype? <laughs> Here's when I go to Skype. I go to Skype when I'm about to record a podcast. That is the only time I'm in Skype. Skype is not a social network. It's not a social network, people. Stop friending me. Um, God, it's so strange. But um, I, I was avoided. What they update? Well, uh, uh, our friend Brett Terpstra noted this today. You know, when you, when you get the call recorder, you get call recorders to record your calls. But it also comes with these really cool tools that come with it, like, you know, split sides of conversation and stuff like that. Because the way uh, call recorder works, it records a .mov, at least on the Mac, a .mov file. But a very, like, unconventional .mov. Yeah. You, it's, you can't really listen to it in hardly anything without splitting up the tracks first. Right. So in order to like take it into editing or whatever, you you have there's one of these little tools that splits it so that you get each side of the recording separately as a separate track. Yeah, but that has changed as of version six, where it used to be you had those drop little uh, droplets. No, yeah. what are they called? What do you call these kinds of things? It's it's uh, an app, but you only drop things on it. It doesn't yeah. launch and do. It now comes with this thing called Ecam Movie Tools, which movie is an app. Movie Tools. When you open the app, it knows where your recorded calls are. You just click in the little left bar. It shows you all your calls, and you mm. see your tracks right there. You can change volume inside this thing, and then export as an MP3 right from inside this one app. That's you can also cool. split. The, you can also split the tracks. So well, like for me, for me, this is hugely useful because. 
pretty much every show I do, I have to do show notes. You know, like like today, I have to listen to reconcilable differences, come up with titles, come up with show notes, links, all that kind of stuff. That's part of that's that's the part of the job you guys don't care about, but that's important. It's like even if I only have to write two paragraphs, I have to listen to the whole show, right? And and you know, and then get approval for all of that. But now this is as easy as if I take the raw file even before somebody's edited it. Like today, I'll take the raw file from today. Now all I have to do, I can adjust the levels and export it right from inside this one app. It's a wonderful addition. I mean, you know, that's the kind of app where they could just, you know, sit on their laurels. Basically, that is the way to record a call mm-hmm. just using Skype. There's other ways you can do it. Um, but if you want to just have an, a way to record in Skype, I think that's the only, that's the way everybody does it. So good for them. Good for Ecamm. Nice job uh, adding Ecamm movie tools. And there's a link in show notes. Boom. Oh, uh, listener feedback. Which once again, I once again I skipped over. I feel bad. Nah. All right. Um. So so SC, huh? I'm telling you. All right. All right. I'm gonna have a look. Um. That's that's it, huh? I think that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all we got. Oh, well, I got the dot. You got the dot. How how you liking that so far? Well, uh, I mean, it's you. You got to make yourself use it. Well, that's not the problem. I, well, I, there isn't a problem. So let me be clear about that. I really like it. I really like the Amazon uh, Echo, and I think that it is it is the superior device to ask questions to and get information from and find answers and play music. And you can we've talked about this before, but there every single day it seems like they add another I think I just saw something that they have trip stuff with kayak yeah, now. Every Friday now you're gonna get an email. Every Friday you get an email is like this is what we added this week. And it's they they are just not stopping. They're time anything with an API they're gonna connect to eventually. And that gives me so much hope and promise, especially because here in in the Apple world, you know, like Siri can do a lot of cool stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that it can't do, or there's a lot Pretty of stuff much the that, same stuff it's been doing for a while. Yeah, and every single week there's something new with the Echo, and my kids just love it because you can ask it questions that, uh, yeah, like you, you know, what they show these things in the commercials, but it really is handy. Like how many teaspoons and tablespoons? I always forget. Or you know, conversion converting something from one form to another form. Like we were trying to figure out, we're getting a, an, another fish tank, and we were trying to figure out how much it would weigh when it was full. So you can say like how you know convert, uh, you know, I don't know, twenty nine gallons to you know, to pounds or something. And it will, it will do that for you. So it's really handy like that. My kid will be sitting there doing his homework and he'll be like, he'll ask it a question and it'll tell him the answer. And my, my little girl will come in and ask it to play music and you can do really cool things like ask it to play, you know, play Rolling Stones on Spotify, not just Rolling Stones, but Rolling Stones or a specific playlist on Pandora. Like it can, it can do all of this stuff. Now the, the dot, as you mentioned, I think when you got it, mine just showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days ago, but you, uh, it the speaker on the dot is is just enough for the voice. It's not really, yeah. It's anything. about the quality of your, like what what your twelve inch portable black and white TV in the seventies, <laughs> right? It's serviceable, <laughs> but you, I would not use it to listen to John Vanderslice or anything. No, I'm not. I'm not going to recommend anyone listen to music on it. But to talk to it, to have just its little omnipresent voice right there is is really handy it's really cool it's very small and i you know the features that i find i really wish that it had i wish it it supported more lists and more 
kind of to-do lists or shopping lists or something like that so that you could say something like, you know, add potato chips to our grocery list and it would just do it uh, as opposed to... You can hook it up with reminders. Yeah, you can, you can, but I wish that there was a way to have multiple lists because like my target list might be different from... My wife's target list, oh, for yeah, example, I see you choice. know, or something yeah. like that. and Or maybe we want a target list and we want a, a grocery store list. So being okay. able to, to have that kind of thing is, I think that's got to be coming. But just as we get that more integration of oh, things. Oh, it's because just, it's just shopping and to-do, is that right? Yeah, that's all I've, unless there's a way to, listeners, if there's a way to make more, tell me. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, but yeah, it seems like there's just a to-do and, and a shopping list. And you know, but even just getting the weather from it and saying, what's the weather going to be like today? What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And, and, and it answers and it answers in a way that, you know, it's not limited to your device and it hears, it seems to hear and parse information so well. Like my little girl who's four was asking it about bananas and lollipops and other things like that. And it, it was getting really good information, you know? I think it's the best across almost, um, well, it does not have integration with your iPhone. So, but apart from that, I think it is across the board the best at this time. It's the best at hearing you, like like you know, audibly. It audibly it heard what you said. Right. Like it's the best at understanding what you said. It's the best at parsing what you said, and it's the best at quickly delivering the thing you're very likely to have wanted. And you know, it's somebody was recently I forget who maybe Jason Snell was saying how it's a little bit like the command line. In the sense that you have to learn what the what the applications are called and what the attributes and flags are, you do have to learn a little bit, but it, it's not really that hard. Some of the skills require kind of an extra level. Skills are basically the things that utilize the API for whatever purpose. Like when's the next Bart train? That sometimes is a little clunkier. But yeah. for that basic stuff you're describing, you can say like you know, uh, who is Jeffrey Veen, and it'll read you the first thing from his Wikipedia entry. Right, right, right. Like that kind of stuff is actually surprising. The one I find myself, mine's not plugged in right now, but um, one I found myself using a lot is, you know, um, hey, Dingus, play the latest episode of Fresh Air. You know, so, and then it'll beep, you know, like playing, you know, finding the latest episode of Fresh Air from TuneIn Radio, and it plays it. Or just say play KQED, and it just starts playing public radio. It's It's super handy for stuff like that. Yeah, it really is. And you don't, until, like it's like you said a minute ago, you have to kind of force yourself to use it. You have to try and see what it can do because my general assumption is, oh, well, you can't, can't do that. Like it can't play a podcast. Well, yeah, it can, you know. Oh, well, it can't get this. Yeah, it can, you know. Uh, the, there is some good integration there with uh, with the Kindle stuff too. So You can I, have it read you your audio books. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it, so like I did that with, I think I've demoed this on air before. You just say, read me The Martian. Yeah. And it starts reading The Martian from wherever you left off. Yeah. So, I mean, and the voice is great. So I think they're winning this. They're to me, they're really they're winning right this now space. for today. That's absolutely true. Last night I watched the Viv uh, demonstration, which was good. It was very good seeing the demonstration. If you uh, the best part of the Viv demonstration is not the demo, but when they show you the like node tree or the decision tree for how it basically creates applications on the fly, it's mind blowing to watch. Hound is still the best at parsing crazy amounts of information quickly. Mm. But you're never going to get, I mean, Siri is always going to be the winner as long as that's the easiest way to just say, remind me to do this thing. You know what I mean? But I, I, in the snapshot of like, as we stand here this month, and I would say really for this whole year so far, I think Echo's f- really far ahead. Let's also remember that if you're using an Amazon Fire TV, a lot of those commands are now available on a Fire TV. So you can ask it about weather. You can add things to your list. You can do all that from your Fire TV now too. So once again, hey, Apple, gosh, you know, help a brother out here. You, you, they, sh- 
should. They should be winning this thing hands down. Yeah. But, you know, Amazon has an incentive to do this. Have you, re- have you tried reordering something you've bought before yet? I know. And th- that's something I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to talk to you about that. You just say, so you just say, I don't know what your list is, but I can say reorder contract bags. And it'll say something like you ordered this pa- pack of 42 gallon contractor bags on this and such day. Do you want to reorder that? And you say, yes, and you're done. And it sends it to you. That's super, super crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a certain amount of rewiring you've got to do with any of this stuff. There's a little bit of like, you have to learn how the machine thinks and how it hears. I think it's not, I don't think that's a bad thing. That It keeps it from being too crazy, uh, complicated. You you got to learn a little bit, but then you just have to, like. it's almost like learning to go on vacation. When you, when you To have a vacation well, you have to learn what every place is good at and bad at and spend as much time as possible on what they're good at and as little time as possible on what they're bad at. That's that's how to vacation. It's also how to use any of these devices. Learn, read, experiment, find what it's good at and concentrate on that. If, if it'll occur to you to experiment, try to experiment, but don't get frustrated. You know, if it, There may not be a way to do that yet, but learn what it can do. Spend some time with it and then start using it. And you won't be laughing quite so hard at why it's silly to talk to a lady in a cylinder. <laughs> it starts to make a, a lot of sense. At this point, I can't imagine not being able to do reminders with Siri. I mean, I do that multiple times per day. That could be take out pasta in five minutes. That could be video, remind me the video games end in 15 minutes. Remind me to take beef out of the sous vide in two hours and 25 minutes. I'm just doing that all the time. Huge one for me. Remind me to pick up, remind me to pick up the field trip form when I arrive at school in 20 minutes. Right. And that allows me to geolocate where it is I'm going. Anyway, you know, we've gone over this before, but you know, it's, it's easy to just, just, you know, kind of toss this stuff out and go, that's spaceman stuff for the future, you weirdos, like go get a life. But it actually, as you're probably discovering, if you remember to use it, it will really reward you. It's a good week for your Dan and tech. Yeah. Two, two, uh, two, at least doubles, probably triples. You like, you like your, uh, you like your phone? Yeah. You're uh, digging your echo. Now we just got to get that MacBook pro. Hmm. Here's hoping. All right. Merry Christmas. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.